What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Experience the awakening. Brilliant anonymous researchers. Patriots, join us in the Patriot Army. Trust the plan, pain coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. RedStateTalkRadio.com Brighteon.tv Rumble.com slash MG Show won't be for everyone. That choice to know will be yours. Where we go one, we go all. Fight, 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 and fight we will. We fight every day right here on the MG Show. Here we go, guys. Here we go. Another show. It is 11-16-2023, and the firmament is still here, guys. Breaking news. The firmament is not gone. Ingersoll Lockwood. See you later. Shady Groove. Another narrative. There he is. Let's go around again. Yeti, I agree 100%. Let's do it. It's Thursday on the MG Show. Welcome, everyone, to the MG Show. Yes, Jeff, you are right. I am so glad that you called me this morning and let me know that I did not need to retreat to my bunker. I am three hours behind you guys on the East Coast. I wanted a heads up just in case. You know, I mean, if the sun's going to explode or go supernova, you want to know ahead of time. But all is safe, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Thursday, and it's time to get down to business. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm I still here. Oh, no. Jeff? Jeff? Where are you? I'm coming with you. I'm with you. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> ah, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're out. <laughs> oh, Lordy, guys, I tell you. The, this is the MG Show. Uh, welcome if you're here for the first time. We really appreciate it. We have some fun, but we talk about real serious stuff today on the MG Show. We're going to be talking about, you know, uh, basically, um, uh, the motion to dismiss uh, J Donald J. Trump's federal, excuse me, it's a civil fraud trial, and I use fraud in air quotes, uh, and we're going to discuss it because Alina H Haba wants us to read all 30 pages because they can't discuss it because they're under gag order, but we're not, Shady. That's exactly right. That's why, this, that's why you guys have us. 
And also breaking news today in Boston, from Boston, uh, we got uh, If Not Now protests, ceasefire now, and Arabella funded yeah, yeah, you heard it right. We reported that on 11-1 when they were right behind, uh, who was it, Mayorkas, uh, doing a little yep. protest, ceasefire, if not now, another Arabella-funded operation, shutting a bridge down in Boston. We're going to have that for you. We're always wrong until we're right. Yeti, roll that beautiful boom footage. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Jeff Peterson from the MG Show. Uh, Shady and I are so thankful to our viewers and listeners on the podcast and rumble.com slash MG Show live 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. East and brighton.tv. If you guys want to help support this show, please help us with the sponsors, MyPillow, Sovereign Advisors, etc. We want to make sure that you understand the best way for you to help our show because we are not funded by Pfizer. We're funded by you. And this is citizen journalism, independent citizen journalism. This is the best way to support us. This is our mg.show slash donate site. Uh, this $17 a month one is really awesome. I don't know why I like that number. Then there's also, that's recurring. Then there's also one-time donation. And there are other ways to donate as well. Uh, use buy, buy us a coffee and give, send, go. But please, we really need your help to fight this battle every day and bring you content on our website. We've got a new blog too. So get over there, check out the content that we're delivering to you every day. Thank you guys, God bless. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. You asked and we listen. We've taken your suggestions and we've made our already amazing Percale bed sheets even better. As a thank you, we're bringing these to you for as low as $24.98 with your promo code. And our new line of Percale bed sheets include everything you loved about our original sheets. Lightweight, durable, breathable, and they sleep cool and crisp. But now because of you, they're made with 100% long staple cotton and the highest thread count to date. These sheets are soft and more durable than ever before. Plus, they come in all these new colors and styles. And you'll be getting five-star luxury sheets delivered directly to your front door for as low as $24.98. Not only that, they come with our 10-year warranty and the 60-day money-back guarantee. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save 50% or more. That's as low as $24.98. This introductory offer won't last long, so please order now. And welcome back to the MG Show, where we are sponsored by MyPillow. MyPillow.com. Use code MG Show anywhere on the site. And you can use, uh, you call up, call up a great family, uh, you know, family of MyPillow, if you will, or a worker of MyPillow. You can call them if you don't like placing orders on the internet. You can call 800-873-0478. That's 800-873-0478. Or go to MyPillow.com and use code MG Show. Shady, welcome back. All right. Thank you guys all out there so much for the support. We noticed a little uptick in the MyPillow going into the holiday season. So thank you for that. We really greatly appreciate that. And we greatly appreciate each and every one of you and the effort that you're putting forward 
to speak to people out there. We do see you out on Twitter and social media, and we do see you fighting the good fight, and we do see you standing up for yourself. So we greatly appreciate that. And we uh, encourage you to continue because it's going to be about a year, a little bit less than a year, and none of these people are going to start piping down until circa the 1st of November next year. So just prepare for it and realize that we're in for the long haul. And the MG Show will be right here with you. Absolutely. And Jay Walker, let's go. The general lady's time has expired. Oh, my God. Play my first meme ever on the show. Where we go, when we go, we will play it. Uh, but we want to get through a couple things, but we will play that. It's good. I already went and saw it. It's good. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but I want I want to go through a, you know, oh, QAnon is bad. Burr, burr, burr. Well, here's another Q proof. Uh, this is um, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, wow, Judge Amy Totenberg declared that the electronic voting machines used by the state of Georgia have substantial flaws. Georgia must get rid of our machines and go to paper ballots before the 2024 elections. Uh, P.S. Uh, she told 2020 election denier Piers Morgan that uh, the 2020 election was rigged. Uh, and she did. And that's Dominion voting. Uh, the state of Georgia, usually the secretary of state, is in charge of those voting machines. And let's go to the Q proof almost a year year ago in two days runbeck dominion secretary of state offices investigators researchers whistleblowers patriots and trusted positions trust yourself you have seen the truth you all have seen the truth on how this vote uh, the vote in 2020 was rigged um time to show the world we need to focus focus ascension q but isn't that interesting shady we have a q proof yeah, it's very interesting that this is starting to come out right now, isn't it? I mean, this is the, this is the moment that we need to be seeing this coming out, and this is the moment that we need to be showing everybody what is really happening because a lot of people in the movement paid attention to what was going on, but a lot of people that uh, were like, oh, forget Trump or uh, just uh, wash their hands with the whole election thing and didn't really care about it, they didn't really look into some of these details. So I'm really uh, excited that, to see that one, at least, maybe even a couple states now are pushing towards paper ballots pretty seriously yeah i just dropped the link there in the chat to share that q proof uh if you think it is of course we don't tell you what to do or what not to do uh we also have uh something pretty crazy going on right now the fcc uh has declared uh, a new rule to eliminate quote digital discrimination for communities with poor internet access now mind you that racism is a communist term digital discrimination would be uh, you know defined to as uh, you know marxism and and communism uh, for communities with poor internet access so this is an internet takeover by the fcc using the black population to uh Go commie, Shady Groove. I mean, and, and I want to play this. This guy nailed it uh, right here. Let's just play this, Shady, and we'll comment. Check it out. If I told you that the government was about to take complete control of the Internet, what if I told you that they were going to use black people to do it? Under the guise of preventing digital discrimination, that's exactly what the government intends to do. The 10 planks of the Communist Manifesto, number six, says centralization of communication within the hands of the states, not only using black people to take control of the internet. They're using black people to push communism. You've been informed. You've been informed, guys. That was a great little TikTok video by Hot P-G-E-S-U-S, Hot P-Jesus. Uh, very good, man. I'm telling you right now, um, we're in deep trouble. We need Trump 2024, guys. Yeah, we are in deep trouble and we do need Trump 2024, but we also are witnessing a whole group of people that are part of America that have no clue what's going on. And, and, and 
you know, they, they tell you that it's because of the, uh, you know, all these different virtue signaling things that they do, that it's because, oh, people don't have access. Oh, people don't have a car. It's over and over and over again, some sort of weird virtue signal toward the black community, which is literally non-existent. The reality of the situation is these people oh, are, uh, you're, they're keeping people in their little uh, spaces wherever you are in a city and telling you that you have to capitulate, you have to listen, you have to do these things. And a number of the uh, uh, politicians are realizing that their constituents aren't listening anymore. They're not listening to the Democrat talking points. They're not listening to what it is they're being told to repeat. And so therefore they have to maneuver and try something else. And this is uh, this is one attempt right here to take away the ability for people to get information at all. Yeah, I mean, think about it. You know, we do, you know, Donald J. Trump effectively won the 2020 election. We all know this. We saw it robbed in, you know, I did a, a, a thread three days after the election showing you Dominion and the vote flaws and how they use fraction magic, you know, with a decimal, you know, uh, and I was taken off Twitter shortly, you know, thereafter, guys. I mean, you know, this is, and also put on a list for tweets showing that the FEC, F, uh, Federal Election Commission the head of the Federal Election Commission said that they were cheating and they they wiped that all off the Internet. And that put me on a list, guys, for telling you the truth. Now, we have to you know, make sure that we call our constituents. Please get 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 loud, be proud and be heard because Shady's right. They're not listening to you at all. Uh, they are listening to the special interests, the NGOs, the Arabella advisors of the world, stay in line, the Koch brothers, the, uh, uh, who is it, uh, George Soros, as we know, uh, Hans-Jörg Wies, I hope you know about who he is because he's big, and Pierre Omidar, guys, these are the foreign billionaires that they're aligned with to change our whole culture, Shady Groove. They're changing our whole culture and they're doing it with your access to information and your access to understanding. Like, so if you could take and it makes it make it look like that, this is some huge, crazy, uh, massive movement, then they're going to have more people that, that are, uh, 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 entertained by that want to be part of it. So that's part of the optic that they're generating as well, that there is this organic grassroots movement for a number of these different issues, not just the Palestine thing going on right now, but we've been watching it for the last couple of years play out over and over and over again. This is the way that they are manipulating us. And this is the way, isn't it interesting that we can run these uh, multiple different polls on Twitter and come up with something completely different of a uh, Twitter poll than anything that you see by the, the rhinos out there, you know, whether it be about Ukraine or whether it be about Israel, you do a poll and you'll get that poll on your side saying, we don't want war with anybody. Right. But then the media says, oh, all the American people support Israel and we're going to send them another 14 billion. So this is what Jeff is trying to explain how they're getting their talking points that makes everyone else think that you think like this. Yeah. And if you don't think this way, you're going to be, you know, there's going to be hell to pay. You know, I don't want to choose between Palestine and Israel because I know in 2020, if De President Donald J. Trump was, in fact, put in his rightful position because we know he won, J.D. Group. Trump won and you know mm -hmm. it. We wouldn't have Ukraine. We wouldn't have Israel. We wouldn't have that 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 ridiculous Afghan base. Uh, I, many lives would be saved. I, <laughs> It's just crazy to think about. I stand with America, America first. Our country is going to hell. And I want to play one more thing because this should shake all Americans uh, to the core, Shady Groove. I, I don't know if I showed you this, but check this out, guys. This is a map on fertility rates 
state by state in 2005. Most states around the country had a pretty significantly high fertility rate, at least compared to now. Change that map to the year 2021, and it is a shockingly different picture. The entire country significantly declining since 2005. In the grander scheme of things, the United States of America today is at an all-time low fertility rate, and 43 states across our country in 2020 recorded their lowest rate in more than three 43 states. Decades. As a result, total population growth in the United States actually hit an all-time low in 2021, and now up to one in every four pregnancies are estimated to be ending in miscarriages. Why is no one talking about this? Why is no one asking if massive birth control consumption might be linked to this? Why is no one demanding an environmental impact study from chemical abortion pills who have active metabolites after you've taken them that get flushed into our wastewater system? Why is no one asking about exercise rates or diet or the impact of the pharmaceutical industry in our fertility rate? Is nobody alarmed by this? Because we should be. This is a map on fertility rate. COVID jabs shady yeah yeah that 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 is exactly what this can be pointed to and uh we read the research three years ago we understood that three two to three years after all of this stuff went down that this was going to be the case and now you're seeing not only this but you're seeing completely healthy young men and women fall out on the field of sport that they're in and uh, even dr fauci coming out saying, oh, well, there is a slight chance of, 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 of myocarditis in young men, like within the last three or four days. So they're having to capitulate. They're having to come around on uh, acknowledging some of this stuff. But yeah, vaccinations. It's working. You know, and, and all, all of that control. together, all of that together is population control. Your food, your diet, uh, lack of exercise, uh, you know, the stuff around you, you know, the pollutants, uh, the pharmaceutical industry. Um, you yep. know, and, and, you know, it's all connected and, you know, this is a war that you don't see. This is, this is the hidden war that you're not seeing. We are at war with people that want to kill you. Yeah. And isn't it interesting the way that the media spun the whole thing yesterday with Xi and Biden acting like, oh, that they've come to some sort of agreement on fentanyl, like for instance, and, and like, okay, well, what agreement, you know, Brett bears out there, like, you know, touting this new agreement of, with the Biden administration and president Xi, you honestly think that there was some sort of negotiation there or some sort of capitulation by the guy. You think the guy that's holding the puppet strings is the one that's doing what the guy on the puppet strings is telling him to do. I highly doubt the ventriloquist doll is puppeting the master. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is crazy. And then you've got, you know, co controlling culture with, uh, you know, pharmacopoeia, right? Pharmacia. Uh, you've got that. You've got, you know, everything else. And now you've got the foreign billionaires funding these ridiculous protests. And Fox News actually almost reported it well they kind of did but they stopped at just the if not now that you heard on uh october 31st and uh or november 1st right here on the mg show check this out shady so we showed you this last hour now this is near boston university in a bridge uh, in boston near the area of cambridge and the bu campus uh this is a group called if not now and they uh declare themselves to be jews living in america American citizens who are Jewish, who say ceasefire now, 
It's written on the banners they're carrying across the bridge, let Gaza live and free the hostages. Uh, we pointed out this is the same group that was at Grand Central Terminal, Grand Central Station, about three weeks ago on a Friday night, and really sh shut everything down. And the turnout was massive. And I, you know, Martha, when you think about it, you think about the, the anti-Israeli rallies that we've talked about and we've seen across the country. That, that was really, I, I feel, looking back now, to see a 1,000 people on a Friday night in midtown Manhattan uh, wearing their black T-shirts, calling for a ceasefire long before the IDF got into Gaza City. Uh, it, it was the first time I think people stopped and said, what, what is going on? It's amazing to see how this all of this was so close to the surface and it bubbled up to the, um, you know, into everyone's. OK. They're wondering how this is happening. Oh, my God. This is not grassroots, guys. These people are paid. They got funded signs. Uh, Ara, so basically, Arabella Advisors funded, if not now, is funding another protest today in Boston. The MG Show reported that on this a while ago. Uh, this is uh, from uh, October 31st. This is when we noticed it from this Senate hearing. Check it out. Continue. The chairman, Patty Murray, uh, she the rebuked them and wants to the, the senator. Excuse me, the secretary to to give some testimony today, John. They are there because there are many problems in the world, lots of different hot spots. No. This hearing might was you know, prepared to go before the war. If not now, let's see. Ceasefire now. It is made clear from the outset. While Israel has the right, indeed it has the obligation. So ceasefire now. All of this was happening on the uh, November 1st. Uh, this is the protesters interrupt the hearing of the U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Lloyd Austin testify before the Senate Appropriations Committee. So If Not Now is funded by Arabella Advisors. This is ifnotnowmovement.org. This is If Not Now Movement, which has raked in $62,000 since 2020 from the 1630 Fund, where Jen Psaki used to work and pay her happening. They helped organize the protests earlier this month at the White House, and the U.S. Capitol has stated that Israel apartheid system provoked the terrorist attacks created and funded by, or funded by, 1630 fund and arabella advisors you heard it here first why isn't anybody talking about this and as you know foreign and billion foreign and domestic billionaires have been activated to take over your country and it's through arabella advisors and the five funds below it even up to and including the funding of all these legal cases against djt all right guys look this needs to be exposed no other influencer is talking about it why one talked about it for a minute where is it? Well, the, 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 one of the, one of the yeah, well, I'm, let me tell you, you know, one of the reasons is that they, that the, the situation that's currently going on right now is they want you at each other's throats. They don't care whether or not you are pro Israel or pro Palestine. They don't care if you're pro Ukraine or pro Russia. What they want is they want you to be pro something so that you will stand up and agitate so that you will get into people's faces so that you will claim that your position and what you care about is more important than someone else. 
This is absolute nonsense. And you have to use your logic and take it all apart because the reality of the situation is if you are a Jewish person in America, you are going to uh, see things through the eyes of the Israeli people over in the Mediterranean. If you are a Palestinian person in America, you are going to see things through the eyes of the Palestinians that are that, that's going on in Israel right now. Much the same with every other country. This is the point, everybody. This is what they're trying to get you to forget. They're trying to get you to forget you're an American, okay? They're trying to get you to forget and to push away and to pretend like you're not really an American. You are standing with Israel. I saw an interesting post about that yesterday. I stand with Israel. I stand with America. And you should too. You should all stand up and stand with America. Whenever you are an immigrant and whenever I was young and you were an immigrant and you came to America, you lost your nationality. You didn't any longer want your nationality because you wanted to assimilate with the American culture, with to be an American, to be free and independent in a tolerant society of all races, all creeds, all religions. That's what you wanted. But you got here and now you're getting something completely different. What are you getting? You're getting narratives. You're getting virtue signaling. And they're doing it to both sides 24-7 so that they can get you at each other's throats. You can choose to not choose. You can choose to not want war. You can choose to not want to destroy things that were built, but they're tricking you into thinking that you don't have a choice. And these events like Jeff is showing right here are the reason that they're doing them. It's the reason that the news sits there and pretends like that they can't figure something out that's very, very obvious because they want you mad, agitated, and aggravated at one another so that makes their job much, much easier to feed it to you. Boom. Well said. Uh, right now we got, uh, Cupid's cowgirl, Arizona Patriots are not backing down. We are getting stronger. Fight, fight, fight where we go. One, we go all amen. Uh, Simon and, uh, Silva Sliva, we have become so dependent on other people to research for us and tell us what is going on. We have become lazy. The MG show has taught me different. Do my own research. Big. Thank you guys. Boom. Simon, that makes me proud. Thank you so much. You know, if you can affect one person, I mean, I, I am just so thankful um, that this show has affected uh, so many. Um, you know, I, I, it's affected me, uh, and I've learned to, you know, just just figure it out on on my own. Showing you how we research, and maybe you know, people will start. Re- you know, the truth is learned. If we can get somebody to research, even one of your friends, it's never told. You can tell your people and your your friends all, 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 anything you want. But until they don't get on Google, yeah, I said it, Google. I don't care if they go on Google, DuckDuckGo, or any other search engine. As long as they start researching something of, that you guys have discussed, you might have a, a big win there because they will go down a rabbit hole. Uh, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, you know, it, it, you get addicted to, <laughs> to researching once you, once you see through it. Thank you very much for that, Simon. I appreciate it. Uh, guys, I want you guys to um, check out this thread. I'm going to go ahead and post it on here. You can also go to mgshow.link slash Arabella, all lowercase, mgshow.link slash Arabella to find it all. Here's the tweetable thread on, um, on uh, Twitter right there. I just dropped it in the chat. Uh, but basically, guys, these these this Arabella advisors is is how they're doing it, and this is the third pillar of election integrity. We called it shady, but I think it's the third pillar of America first integrity. 
It really, well, I mean, it really is. I mean, that was kind of the lead in to talk about the elections because obviously that this is, this is all these groups and stuff are around the elections, but it, it really is. And part of what we've been doing over the last five years is not just talking to you about stuff. We've been sharing our process. We've been sharing with you how we came to these conclusions. This is where we were looking whenever we found this and all of these different instances. And, and the reason for that is exactly like the person just said, so that you give you the skills and the tools to do it for yourself. Because it's, you know, you're going to get interested in things that we don't discuss on the show. There is a huge world of things out there outside of the political atmosphere that are very, very interesting. And if you use, utilize these techniques that we're showing you in that same process, you're going to have an easier time discerning who's feeding you stuff that's bogus or how to prove what it is that someone is saying, all these different things. That is fun and it is addictive. Yeah, it is. Uh, real quick, guys, uh, we might we can start the show now. C Page has joined us. Thank you, C Page, for she getting in it. here. He's late. Right, finally uh, she get started. To... I'm tell butt. you what, <laughs> we can finally get started, guys. You guys ready to start the show? Let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeti did the intro twice already. Anyway, I know it's awesome. Uh, so basically, um, I saw uh, Alina Ahaba. Let's just play it real quick. Um, talk about the recent mistrial filings uh, in DJT's fraud case uh, in Joe Biden's political opponent court. Uh, and we have uh, some work to do, guys. Uh, so let's go ahead and watch this, Shady, and we'll we'll talk about it when we uh, after we watch this. Oh, she also brings up the Hunter Biden want to get Trump on the stand. So check it out. Trump's legal team filing a motion for a mistrial. In the $250 million New York civil fraud case, the team released a 30-page motion which slammed Judge Engoron as, quote, biased, accusing him of engaging in extrajudicial activities and co-judging with a law clerk who was involved with public partisan activities. This motion reads, quote, there can be no doubt of the public perception of bias in this case. Only the grant of a mistrial can salvage what is left of the rule of law. Joining me right now is legal spokeswoman for Donald Trump, Alina Haba. Alina, thanks very much for being here today. Thank you for having me. And we spoke on Sunday and you said, yes, we are going to file for a mistrial and you've done just that. I know you have a gag order. The president has a gag order, so you can't say much about this. But what can you tell us of what's behind this mistrial motion? Well, I can speak to the court. I can speak to the rules that need to be followed that have been broken. Generally speaking, you cannot have the appearance of bias. You cannot have, um, there's rules about political contributions. There's rules about doing things that show a bias towards someone. I can speak to what the judge has done, which is putting things into the Wheatley alumni newspaper that he is an editor of. There's articles about me. There's articles about Eric Trump. There's articles about the case while the case is pending. Wow. Um, there are things you're just not allowed to do because the American public has to believe that when they go to court, they're going to get a fair trial no matter what their personal beliefs are. Obviously, I have my personal beliefs. Yeah. But if I were a judge, I'm not allowed to bring those in. You're supposed to allow, you're supposed to look at law to fact. And there's a lot of evidence there, some of which I can't speak about, some of which I can, but I encourage everybody to read the papers. In, in fact, in the papers, there's a video of the clerk uh, talking about uh, Letitia James chanting in terms of, you know, Trump is going to go down. What, what, what specifically is she chanting? So that's the one part of my gag order that I obviously cannot speak to. I think, let me just speak about the gag order for a minute. The fact that I can't uh, speak about it is so crazy in and of itself. I'm an attorney, I'm an advocate, and I'm a spokeswoman. So the president's attorney and spokeswoman cannot speak about things that I see that are 
inappropriate because I've been gagged. Um, my gag is limited to that item. So unfortunately, all I can say is I encourage you to go look at the papers and um, and it'll speak for itself. Because the clerk is actually chanting. And you and you have reported in the past that the clerk had donated lots of money. Yeah, that's uh, been reported. To, to, to Democrats. That's been reported. Yeah. Alina, let me get your take on what Hunter Biden is saying now, because Hunter Biden's lawyer is calling for a federal judge to subpoena former President Trump. Sure. Uh, Hunter Biden says he wants a subpoena of Trump for testimony in his criminal gun case. In a letter to the judge, attorney Abby Lowell writes this. Mr. Trump has made a plethora of concerning public statements calling for an investigation or possible prosecution of Mr. Biden, both while in office and since leaving. Mm hmm. Is President Trump expecting a subpoena from Hunter Biden? <laughs> you know, if they're going to put my client on the stand, and I have heard this, if they're going to put my client on the stand to discuss Hunter Biden, I well go ahead. Go ahead. You know, obviously it's ridiculous. They're trying to intimidate and trying to say, if you're going to attack our kid, we're going to put you on the stand for what? Saying things that we've seen pictures of, checks that have come from the CCP, drugs, videos, hookers. I mean, I'm not really sure what their angle is there, but I would advise him to get new counsel. Well, at this point, you've got a laptop, which basically lays it all yeah, out. The laptop so, from hell. <laughs> yeah, the laptop from hell. What's the timing on this mistrial motion? When are you going to hear back? What have you heard about it so far? Sure. Today, the judge is going to let us know. Uh, actually, the AG's office is going to let us know whether they plan to put in any papers. Um, it's really not so much about the attorney general as it is about the court and the members of the court. So I'm not sure whether they will. If they do, it will be briefed and then we'll argue it. The problem with a mistrial, like everything else, the problem with any of these recusal motions in any court is that the judge themselves has to decide it. And the likelihood of that is slim. But I have to say that you have a responsibility to monitor your people. You have a responsibility to make sure everybody is ethical, acts ethically, and is actually giving the defendants uh, a fair shot. And we have not had that here. Well, it's incredible because you could see Letitia James over there in front of the podium on the microphone all the yeah. time. And yet you can't hear anything about it from Trump because it's got a gag order. Yeah. Oh. So there's a gag order, so we can't hear much about it from President Trump. Uh, Alina Haba is also uh, a little bit, uh, you know, gagged as well. So uh, we've got the whole thing right here, guys. It's 30 pages long. Um, and uh, the entire uh, Supreme uh, Court state of New York, County of New York, people of the state of New York by Letitia James versus all these other people, Donald J. Trump, Trump Jr., Eric, Alan Weiselberg, Jeffrey, Mc uh, my gosh, just so many. They're, they're tr look at this. The trust, the Donald Trump Trust, the Trump Organization, Trump Organization, LLC, DJT Holdings, DJT Holdings, managing member, Trump Endeavor. Wow. So this is the defendant's memorandum uh, to support motion of dismissal. Okay. Uh, and it needs to be dismissed, Shady Groove. Well, it does need to be dismissed, but look at the way that they're holding on to it. I mean, I think that this is part of the uh, part of the thing that everybody is getting a, a glimpse into is what can the establishment do to you? What can the system do to you? How do how does how could it possibly cooperate against me? And uh, right here, we are seeing that in this case. I mean, this is the most blatant uh, case of misuse of justice or miscarriage of justice that I've ever seen. Uh, literally attacking and targeting someone for no crime, no injured party, no complaint even. This is all 100% generated by the attorney general in New York and this judge.
So Shady, do you want to start with the preliminary statement? Sure. I'm all, I'm right there at it right now. Preliminary statement. <clears throat> the Constitution guarantees defendants a fair and impartial trial. Here, in an unprecedented case commanding worldwide interest and attention, it is imperative that nothing compromise that guarantee and thereby undermine public confidence in our legal system. While counsel are subject to a gag order apparently imposed to impede the issues herein presented from becoming public, it is fundamental percept of American jurisprudence that sunlight is the best disinfected. Indeed, the assumption that respect for the judiciary can be won by shielding judges from published criticism wrongly appraises the character of American public opinion. And an enforced silence, however, limited solely in the name of preserving the dignity of the bench, would probably engender resentment, suspicion, and contempt much more than it would enhance respect. Bridge versus California case. While the court has restricted public criticism of itself in the issues herein presented in a series of unconstitutional gag orders entered, the Supreme Court instructs that the operations of the courts and the judicial conduct of judges are matters of utmost public concern. Landmark Comms, Inc. versus Virginia. Moreover, there can be no doubt of the public perception of bias in this case. Even commentators who are politically opposed to President Trump have noted the biased nature of the proceedings and the astonishing departures from ordinary standards of impartiality. See Andrew McCarthy article here in the New or New York trial article, November 7, 2023 from the National Review. The case against the former president lacks victims. So Tish James and Arthur Engeron are inventing some. Engeron keeps cutting Trump and his lawyers off by insisting that he has already decided Trump, A, committed fraud, B, overvalued his assets, and C, cannot be insulated by the disclaimer of his F SFCs, advising counterparties to do their own due diligence in evaluating asset values. The appearance of bias threatens both defendants' rights and the integrity of the judiciary as an institution. As developed herein, in this case, it's evidence of apparent and actual bias is tangible and overwhelming. Such evidence, coupled with an unprecedented departure from standard judicial procedure, has tainted these proceedings, and a mistrial is warranted. Specifically, the court's own conduct, coupled with the principal law clerk, Alan, law clerk Allison Greenfield's unprecedented role in the trial and extensive public partisan activities would cause even a casual observer to question the court's partiality. Thus, only a, the grant of a mistrial can salvage what is left of the rule of law. All right, so this is the background right here. Um, very interesting. The court has contra, uh, contravened the code of, uh, code of Judicial Conduct, the code, and created the appearance of impri impropri impropriety through publicly commenting on a proceeding before him. Affirmation of uh, David Demarest, uh, this court, in his capacity as a Wheatley School alumnus, has publicly spoken, spoken, posted links in the Wheatley newsletter, and maintains to uh, and maintains articles disparaging parties and counsel, including Eric Trump, President Trump, Miss Haba, and Cushman and Wakefield, and covering his own decisions in derogation in, in derogation of Code Twenty Two. 
A judge shall not make public comment about pending or impeding proceeding in any court within the United States or its territories. Right there. Boom. Done. Over. I mean, literally. Yeah. In October 2, 2020 newsletter, the court included links to articles about Eric Trump being compelled to testify in a subjection entitled 1967 Art Engeron Articles About Discussion, See Affirmation of Clifford Robert. In December 28, 2020 newsletter, the court included links to articles about his decision on the Trump Organization's claim of privilege from Inter Alia, Bloomberg, The Washington Post, and CNN. In, February 6, on Feb, in the February 16, 2021 newsletter, the, his, this court included links to articles related to the trial, characterizing one as humorous, irrelevant take. In the November 27, 2021 newsletter, the court in a section entitled 1967 Man in the News linked five articles again from the Washington Post, CNN, and Bloomberg about his order in the special proceeding compelling defendants to turn over certain documents. In March 14th, 2022 newsletter, the court likewise in the graduate in the news section posted links to articles in the New York Times, Washington Post, and Political regarding his decision in the special proceeding to order defendants to testify. In May 8th, 2022 newsletter, the court post links to the New York Times and Newsweek articles regarding his decision to hold President Trump in contempt. In June 2022, the court again posted a link to NPR article that President Trump has lost the appeal. On July 3rd, 2022, the court similarly linked an article from Business Insider about Cushman and Wakefield and two days later held it in contempt. Finally, on September 11th, 2022, just 10 days before this lawsuit was filed, the court posted a link to the above law article criticizing Ms. Haba. The court's improper co-judging. Shady. The court has also impermissibly exceeded its discretion in granting his principal law clerk unprecedented status and input into these proceedings and restricted the speech of anyone who seeks to comment on this status, input, and or perceived partisan bias. The court has, during the special proceeding, all pre-trial proceedings, and since this trial began, allowed his principal law clerk to preside on the bench with him to his right-hand side. Damarest affirm this arrangement is depicted in the below paragraphs published by Getty Images and the Associated Press. Photographs. What did I say? Paragraphs. I said paragraphs, I'll photographs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if, if we do it live, guys. We don't. We can't just go ahead and reshoot this. We do it live. So yes. So this arrangement depicted below in photographs by Getty Images and the Associated Press. Look at this, guys. Shady. This is Justice Arthur Engeron presiding over the former President Donald Trump's civil fraud trial alongside his principal clerk, Allison Greenfield, from Getty Images. This one right here. Look at this guy. God, this guy is so gross. Uh, Justice Arthur Engeron presides over Donald Trump's civil fraud trial at his pr principal law clerk, Allison Greenford sits, Greenfield, sits alongside him, guys. What a scumbag, Shady Groove. Shady Groove. Yikes. And continuing, as the photographs reflect, yikes, <laughs> the principal law clerk is given unprecedented and inappropriate latitude. Indeed, before the court rules on most issues, the court either pauses to consult with or on the bench or receives from her contemporaneous written notes. 
While a justice of the court no doubt has ample discretion to consult with his or her law secretaries, this unprecedented arrangement exceeds the outer limits of such discretion. At a minimum, the appearance of, quote, co-judging is manifest and the public and litigants may conclude fairly that an unelected staff member has, as is evident from the above images, a direct role in presiding over the trial. This creates an appearance of impropriety, contrary to the letter and spirit of the rules of judicial conduct. See ID 2322NYCRO. A judge shall avoid impropriety and the appearance of impropriety in all of the judge's activities. Only a judge, not an unelected staff member, may exercise judicial authority under the New York Constitution. And the people of New York declined to elect the principal law clerk when she ran for office. She therefore has no constitutional authority to act as a, quote, co-judge, and the impropriety of her participation is further magnified by the fact that she has violated a separate canon of ethics by making partisan political contributions in excess of strict limits, including to organizations actively supporting Attorney General James and opposing President Trump. The impact you know, Shady, of this- real quick. Real quick, this is interesting because do you remember the gag order came after Trump posted that that link to with the yes. poke, uh, with Greenfield? Uh, so he knows that that is a uh, violation. I mean, it seems to me like the judge knows this is a violation. You don't get upset and impose a gag order by posting your co-judge Shady Grove if she's not a co-judge, Good right? Point. That's a perfect point. Exactly right. Yeah, Shady. The- the impact of the un- the impact of this untoward level of participation by the principal law clerk cannot be overstated. Indeed, during a candidate forum in connection with her erstwhile campaign of for for the Manhattan Civil Court, the principal law clerk herself framed her role as co-equal, describing her participation in a high-profile real estate case as follows: "Quote, we were incredibly active in that case, and quote, we tried to stop the two towers." And then gives you us, us a link to the YouTube video there that has that sauce. During that can same grab it. forum, how can okay. I grab that link, Shady? Hang on one second. Uh, copy link. Copy paste. Copy paste. Let's see if I can grab it here real quick. Paste. No, it won't do it. They probably take it. Oh, oh it you guys paste. are. Hey, uh, how do I get that control? Um. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. I just went off the page. Yeah, I can't grab the link off here for whatever reason. Hang on. It's going over here to something. It's letting me move. I got it. Okay, so go to 5735. In the video? Yep. All right. For some reason, this is something that I was watching at one point because I've got part of it up already. 57 what? 5735. All right. 5735. Yeah, I'm going to start at 57. Be considered by the court. One, because of any sort of special interest or ties to it. Or two, because it's uh it's not relevant or uh it's clearly it's clearly a partisan attempt to influence something politically. Um, but then I think there are amicus briefs that get filed. I can tell you I worked with Justice and Gorin on the two bridges towers case. I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with it. We were incredibly active in that case. Um, we tried, 
we tried to stop the two towers. We were ultimately overturned by the first department. Um, okay. But I think it was incredibly important in that case. For There we go. Okay. There's the sauce. Well done. So during that same forum, she described her judiciary philosophy as driven by not the facts and the law, but by political considerations. One thing that I think is incredibly important to consider, what would the people who elect me want to do? And is there any precedent that would allow me to achieve that outcome? Uh, that this statement is fully contrary to the rules of the judicial conduct, which mandate that a judge must, quote, be faithful to the law, end quote, and, quote, not be swayed by partisan interest, end quote. See Demarest AFF 2322NYCRR 100B1. A judge shall be faithful to the law and maintain professional competence in it. A judge shall not be swayed by partisan interest, public clamor, or fear of criticism. Shady C, the gag orders. Also, as part of her campaign, the principal law clerk created and maintained a Greenfield for Civil Court website, Instagram, and Twitter account. In February of 2022, while the special proceeding against many of the same defendants was ongoing, she posted on her public Greenfield for Civil Court Instagram endorsements from the Village Independent Democrats and the Grand Street Democrats on February 26, 2022, she made a post purporting to withdraw from the Democratic primary, but advised followers to, quote, keep an eye on the space. Thereafter, she continued to post on the Greenfield for Civil Court account. Uh, for example, on April 30, 2022, she posted a picture with Chuck Schumer, Senator Chuck Schumer, that ultimately was reposted by judicial at judicial protest Twitter account, and subsequently, President Trump. Continuing on, following a repost of the Schumer picture by President Trump in what may reasonably be interpreted as an effort to shield the principal law clerk's co-judging and partisan political activity from public scrutiny, the court, Subante, Sponte entered an unconstitutional gag order prohibiting all parties from posting, emailing, or speaking publicly about any members of his staff. NYSCEF Doc 1619. Nonetheless, the principal law clerk's unprecedented role in the proceedings thereafter continued to be the subject of significant subject of significant on the record colloquy. I don't think I said that. For example, on October 25th, 23, Miss Kais described the considerable tension caused by her position on the bench and indicated that it is unusual for a principal law clerk to sit on the bench. Robert AFF 40. Mr. Robert described his experience in New York State such that he had never seen a situation where you are literally trying the case to two judges with notes constantly being passed where it would appear the court is in consultation with the principal law clerk with each ruling. Mr. Robert further hmm. described that the court would appear to be leaning on one direction and then will either receive a note or there will be an eye gesture or a roll of the face and something changes and it is of significant concern to the defendants. And Ms. Haba added, it is incredibly distracting when there are eye rolls and constant whispering at the bench when I'm trying to cross-examine a witness. The following day, counsel added, I think that President Trump has a legitimate basis to raise these arguments because he is seeing 
as he's told me on a regular basis, head nods, eye rolls, notes being passed, head shaking, you know, comments on arguments that I'm making. This court notably had no rejoinder to this to, to that statement. In the following week, counsel requested further clarification as to how they could continue to make a record of the court accepting a note or other conduct they believed evinced bias, particularly given news reports of violations of the ethical rules by both this court and his principal law clerk. Counsel also noted that since comments were made on the record about the constant note passing, the closed-circuit camera angle had been changed, which made it more difficult for the public to see any said note passing. After, After further, further colloquy, colloquy <laughs> this court concluded that he would continue to consult with his principal law clerk, quote, for the trial, in fact, every week or every day, and to consider the re re record preserved and as the court has un an unfettered absolute right to consult with any law clerks anytime, any place to butter. Ultimately, the court issued a gag order prohibiting even the counsel from making public statements in or out of court that refer to any confidential communications in any form between my staff and me. The following day, counsel sought clarification, asking whether moving for a mistrial would implicate the, the gag order, to which the court responded, using counsel's given name rather than his surname, don't file that motion, Chris. Then after yet another confidential communication with the principal law clerk, the court allowed defendants to make a motion without violating the gag order, but directed that any such motion would have to be in writing, imposing limits on a party and or counsel's ability to address the court in the in court the issues herein presented is simply not justifiable and certainly not constant with the avoidance of an appearance of impartiality the right to a fair trial is sacrosanct thus anything that all infringes potentially or otherwise on such right must and should be questioned in an open public forum the principal law clerk's partisan activities are imputed imputed uh, to the court the appearance of impropriety uh created <laughs> in this uh sorry uh created by this court's principal law clerk co-judging and court's repeated attempts to silence discuss thereof and further exasperate her demonstrated part partisanship which is imputed into this court under code 22 nycrr 100 First, the court has violated the code permitting his principal law clerk to contribute to Democrat causes exceeding of the permitted amounts and engaging in impermissible partisan activity. Wow, she's engaged in donating more than you're supposed to, didn't? Who went to jail yep. for that, Shady? On Dinesh. Dinesh D'Souza went to jail for that. Okay, wow. Yep. Uh a judge shall prohibit members of judges' staff from contributing directly or indirectly money or other any valuable consideration in amounts exceeding $500 in the aggregate during any calendar year as set forth during the pendency of a special proceeding leading up to this case. And then after this case was filed by the Attorney General, she contributed over $3,000 to Democrat candidates and organizations in 2022 and over 900 in 2023. The official New York State website publicly chronicles these contributions as follows. And Shady Groove, uh, we're going to be right back. This is a bombshell document, folks. I am telling you right now, wow. Good to, good to hear it. You guys are hearing it for the first time right here on the MG Show. Hang tight. Get some popcorn. Yeah. Gotta read it. There's more coming. This is a damning document. Shady, take it away. 
Stay tuned for hour number two of the Matrix Groove Show live on Red State Radio. Coming right up after these words in the Matrix with 3Xs.com. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability. They all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG's show when you call. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. You asked and we listened. We've taken your suggestions and we've made our already amazing Percale bed sheets even better. As a thank you, we're bringing these to you for as low as $24.98 with your promo code. And our new line of Percale bed sheets include everything you loved about our original sheets. Lightweight, durable, breathable, and they sleep cool and crisp. But now because of you, they're made with 100% long staple cotton and the highest thread count to date. These sheets are soft softer and more durable than ever before. Plus they come in all these new colors and styles and you'll be getting five star luxury sheets delivered directly to your front door for as low as $24.98. Not only that, they come with our 
10-year warranty and the 60-day money-back guarantee. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save 50% or more. That's as low as $24.98. This introductory offer won't last long, so please order now. not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. Not the military? For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. That all changes starting right here and right now. Text Trump to 88022. Make a donation today. We need him back. 2024. Shady Groove, welcome back to the MG Show. 
Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. And we do need to do that. We do need to make, even if it's just a dollar or two, just a little bit of a donation. Remember what counts is the number of people that are donating, not necessarily the amount that he is raising. And we want to show the establishment on the left and the globalists that we aren't backing down. The globalists think that you're going to back down. It's the whole globalist empire against the people that believe in America. Literally, that is the dynamic that you're watching play out. And I think we're getting a nice taste of that in this court document that we're reading here about the gag order yeah this this court document is a boom alina haba wants us to read it to you today and i'm sure that means djt wants us to read it to you as well so I'm we're going to sure continue does, on man. with that shady grove it's almost uh, over because there's a lot of pictures in here too but where where we left off in our number one is the principal law clerks partisan activities are imputed to the court uh basically just to recap um, this is the uh, principal law clerk and her co-judging, and this court's repeated attempts to silence discussion thereof is further exasperated by her demonstration of partisanship, which imputed this court under Code 22100. You know, this court violated code by permitting his principal law clerk to contribute to Democrat causes in excess of the permitted amounts and engagements in an imp impermissible partisan activity. This is, a, this is a New York law, guys. A quote, a judge shall prohibit members of the judge's staff from contributing directly or indirectly money or other valuable consideration, the amounts exceeding $500, okay, in the aggregate during any calendar year, as set forth below, during the uh, pendency of this special proceeding leading up to this case. And then after this case was filed by the attorney general, she contributed over $3,000 to Democrat candidates and organizations in 2022 and over $900 in 2023. That's uh, the official New York state website publicly chronicles these contributions as follows. Here is what we call the sauce, Shady Groove. The sauce. There it is. Look at this. Let's see. Uh, Four Freedoms Democratic Club, $200. Uh, Chelsea Reform Democratic Club, $175. West Side Democrats, $350, $350. New Yorkers for Alex Boris, $50. Four Freedoms Democratic Club, $50. Chelsea Reform Democratic Club, another one for $210. Grand Street Democrats, $100. Hell's Kitchen Democrats, one twenty-five. I'm surprised you didn't donate sixty-six, six hundred sixty-six for that one. Uh, <laughs> downtown Independent Democrats, two hundred fifty. Downtown Independent Democrats again, another two fifty. Village Independent Democrats, two fifty. Jim Owls Liberal Democratic Club. That, that must be a fun place to go. Jim Owls Liberal Democratic Club, five hundred dollars. And these are all, you know, exceeding what she needs to do. This one here is Jim Owls again, uh, Democratic Club, 250. 250 again, Jim Owls Liberal Democratic Club. Seven for New York, 100 bucks. Seven for New York, another 125. Seven for New York, another 50. New York County Democratic Committee, 25. New York County Democratic Committee, 50. So these are chronicling all of her, uh, you know, donations, and they are partisan. I mean, obviously. Partisan and recent. And yeah, New York County, New York County Democratic Committee. That's that's not partisan, is it? Harvey for New York, 
Jim Owl's Liberal Democratic Club, that's not partisan. Look at all the donations. So more troubling than even the fact of these contributions exceeding lawful limits, many, if not all, these organizations actively support the Attorney General. For example, the president of Grand Street Democrats published an op-ed in October 2020 proclaiming that Letitia James serves as the last line of defense against the Trump administration. The principal law clerk contributed the Grand Street Democrats, which endorsed the attorney general in 2022, openly supporting her fight against President Trump on September 12, 2022, less than two weeks before the attorney general filed this action. And this is from at Grand Street Dems. While progressive AGs like Tish James have worked tirelessly to fight back against Trump's agenda, Republican AGs actively worked to support and raise money for his lies and lawlessness. Wow. And there's the Twitter account. Moreover, October 27, 22, while this case was pending, the principal law clerk attended a Grand Street Democrat event where speakers inter alia openly advocated for Joe Biden. And I can't do the links. I don't know why. Let me see if I can get this one. Control. Because this is on. I, I didn't download it. That might be the reason. I'm I'm highlighting it and hitting right click and it lets me open link. I can't even highlight. See? Oh, you can't even highlight. Okay. Yeah, so this is a uh, this is tw- a 23 minute video. Go to 6:40 to 7:15. 6:40 on my way to 6:40. We're almost there. It's set up for you guys. Six 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 oh four. Let's get start at six oh four. On any issue that you think it is important, and um, what can I say? Thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing, for going to Pennsylvania. And please, there are too many calls that are being released, right? But the only hope that matters is That's it, right? Yeah, 640 to 715. So the speakers also commented to significant applause on the fight against development and profits of big real estate and the consequences of the former president, i.e. President Trump. Shady, grab the next one, 1214 to 1221. Well, we'll just we'll just skip this one. But all these contributions and partisan activities violate a uh, the code and are attributable to the court. Indeed, as even as a candidate for judicial office, Ms. Greenfield was bound by section 100.5 of the code, which precludes a, a candidate for public election to judicial office from inter alia engaging in partisan political activity, publicly endorsing another candidate for public office and attending political gatherings. At base, 
a judge or non-judge who is a candidate for public election to judicial office shall maintain the dignity appropriate to the judicial office. Yet here, the principal law clerk who sits on the bench next to the presiding judge co-judging and consulting with him on a real-time basis about nearly every ruling has engaged in prohibited partisan political activity with respect to the parties before the court while their case is pending before the court? Wow. Wow, that's right. The court's uh, demonstrable bias. The foregoing partisan conduct from both this court and the principal law clerk has resulted in biased rulings throughout these proceedings. First, the court refused to transfer this complex case to the commercial division where it unquestionably belongs. Shortly thereafter, on November 22, 2022, before the attorney general even opposed defendant's motion to dismiss or any discovery had been exchanged, this court determined the trial would begin on October the 2nd, 2023. The date suggested, suggested by attorney general in her proposed preliminary conference order, NYSCEF doc number 228229, the court ignored both the presumptive 15-month standard in complex commercial cases and the burden imposed on the defense to review and assimilate millions of pages of documentary documentary evidence and evaluate dozens of witnesses. Robert AF F56. This compressed schedule also provided a massive advantage to the attorney general, whose staff had already conducted an exhaustive three-year investigation in preparation for filing the case and taking it to trial. Thereafter, despite a letter request and a motion by defendants, this court refused to adjourn the trial, stating it did not see a need for extensive disclosure. On January the 6th, 2023, the court denied defendants' motion to dismiss in their entirety on this NYS CEF docket 453 on June 27, 2023, First Department on Appeal of this court's decision modified the underlying decision and order dismissing certain claims as time barred and directed this court to determine the scope of the tolling agreement. NYSCEF doc number 641 on September 5th, 2023 with an impending trial date and no action by this court to comply with this First Department mandate, Defendants moved for a brief stay of trial until after this court ruled on the motions for summary judgment. Defendants submitted a 15-page memorandum of law affirmations in support and three exhibits. These exhibits NYSC doc 1267 and 1272. Less than 24 hours later, the court uploaded an unsigned order to show cause with the notion the notation quote, decline to sign defendants' arguments are completely without merit. Defendants were then forced to commence an Article 78 proceeding to compel the court to comply with the First Department's directives, in this case, 2023 and 04580, Doc number two to four, this court finally issued a decision on the summary judgment motion on September 26, 2023, a mere five days before trial scheduled to begin. That 35-page decision denied defendant's motion in its entirety and granted the attorney general's motion for a summary judgment. The court also granted the attorney general's motion for sanctions against defendant's counsel. This left the defendants in the unprecedented position of discovering what claims and issues would actually be tried just a few days before beginning a months-long trial 
with dozens of witnesses. The trial began right, then, as uh, ordered. Okay. The trial, yeah, the trial began. I'll just uh, relieve you here for a little bit. The Good right. job. The trial began as ordered on October 2nd, 2023. On October 3rd, 2023, the court, sua sponte, imposed its first gag order based on President Trump's reposting of a principal law clerk's Schumer's photograph. Consider this statement a gag order forbidding all parties from posting, emailing, or speaking publicly about any members of my staff. Any failure to abide by this directive will result in serious sanctions. Emphasis added. In contravention of judiciary law and rules for the first department of the court, subsequently twice sanctioned President Trump for violation of that gag order. On October 20th, 2023, this court, sua sponte, is issued another uh, finding that President Trump violated a gag order because the original post was inadvertently still archived on Trump's campaign website. <laughs> this court proceeded to say this court is the way beyond the warning stage and find him $5,000. On October 25th, 2023, during Ms. Cohen's testimony, the court sua sponte raised President Trump's statement to the press made moments before the hallway outside the courtroom. It was just brought to my attention that the Associated Press reported I wasn't there. This is the Associated Press that Mr. Donald J. Trump just stated the following to the press outside the courtroom. Quote, this judge is a very partisan judge with a person who is very partisan sitting alongside of him, perhaps even much more partisan than he is. What's wrong with saying that? Oh, can't say that. You're targeting Chuck Schumer's mm. relative. Little boy. Girlfriend or whatever. I don't know what the heck it is. Girlfriend. Now, it's, it's <laughs> whatever they're doing over there. Now, it's very uneasy for the public, for anyone to know who that person is. This court simply assumed President Trump was referring to a uh, principal law clerk. <laughs> While President Trump testified under oath, he had been referring to Mr. Cohen. This court nonetheless concluded relying on its own testimony describing the layout of the bench and the witness box that, as a tier of fact, I find that the witness is not credible that was referring to my law clerk, the principal law clerk, who is sitting much closer to me, who doesn't have a barrier, who I believe re has been accused by defendant of being partisan or Democrat or partisan Democrat. And she is, I'm sorry, judge. I hereby fine you $10,000, which is low on the low side to be paid within 30 days to the lawyer's fund for client protection. Robert AFF 37. Re shady. That's a lot of reing right there from the court. <laughs> That's a lot of reing. Oh my God. All right. So the court thereafter issued a second gag order prohibiting even counsel from commenting on the, his principal law clerk's public conduct in the courtroom. Probably because they're afraid people will see that she's violated the law, which she has, and this document clearly lays that out with the proper sources, Shady. It actually does. Mm. I mean, she gave too much money. She engaged in public uh, humility, excuse me, public uh, partisan uh, activities. I mean, this is what's happening. Finally, this court eventuary rulings throughout the trial have been both legally misguided and biased in favor of the attorney general. For one, this court has overruled as a matter of course an objection to the attorney general's introduction of time-barred evidence under the guise it bears on potential injunctive relief, despite being clearly rejected by the first department decision. Robert AFF 62, the first uh, department unequivocally dismissed as time bar uh, time barred claims that accrued prior to the July 2020 
2014, excuse me, July 2014 for defendants subject to trolling or excuse me, tolling agreement and claimed that that accrued prior to February 2016 for the other defendants. The first department further directed this trial to be circumscribed <laughs> to the timely <laughs> claims that um, he was just circumscribed, Shady, uh, for the loans that closed after 2014. Nonetheless, the court has overruled summarily defendants' continuing objections to documents indisputably predating that period. Basically, uh, it's the the time frame is over. You know the time frame is over, and that's what they're saying, and they're still allowing it, as well as testimony on events prior to 2014. This court has also uh, permitted the introduction of hearsay testimony under inapplicable exceptions in some circumstances without identifying which defendants it uh, it might be admissible against. Additionally, this court denied defendants' motion in Lamine. Uh, to preclude expert testimony explicitly keyed to filings and gaps in the Attorney General's prima facie uh, fasci, uh, case with testimony that the Attorney General failed to elicit from fact witness. The Attorney General never elicited any, te- elicited any testimony from any bank representatives as to what, if anything, the respective banks would have done differently in approving the subject. So, uh, subject loans. Instead, this court permitted the attorney general to backfill the hole in her prima, fa- uh, prima facie case with testimony of a purported expert argument. A mistrial is warranted due to demonstra- demonstrable bias, Shady Groove. A. The legal standard for a mistrial. CPLR 4402 provides that A at any or provides that at any time during the trial, the court on motion of any party may order a continuance or a new trial in the interest of justice on such terms as may be just the decision to grant or denial a mistrial in the interest of the justice pursuant to CPLR 4402 is within the sound discretion of the court and is to be made on a case by case basis. Johnson versus Johnson handy versus Massoud 018896. The denial of such a motion may give the, the denial of such a motion may, given the facts of a particular case, constitute reversible error where it appears that the motion should have been granted to prevent a substantial possibility of injustice, ID, or quote, a fair trial in a fair tribunal is a basic requirement of due process, people versus towns, quoting in um, Meshuen, uh 349 U.S. 133. Moreover, not only must judges actually be neutral, they must appear so as well, this is a very important point. Uh, Towns 33 NY 3D at 330331. Interesting numbers there. Where a trial court abandons the role of neutral arbiter and assumes the function of an interested party, it creates a specter of bias that requires a reversal. ID at 328. The Code of Judicial Conduct underscores fully the importance of these responsibilities. Per 22 NYCRR 100, a judge shall respect and comply with the law and shall act at all times in a manner that promotes public confidence in the integrity and impartiality of the judiciary, not just one party or one side. A judge shall perform judicial duties without bias or prejudice against or in favor of any person. Code further provides that a judge shall prohibit members of the judge's staff who are the judge's personal appointees 
from contributing directly or indirectly money or other valuable consideration in the amounts exceeding $500 in the aggregate during any calendar year to all political campaigns for political office and other partisan political activity, including but not limited to the purchasing of tickets to political functions, C-I-E-N-Y-22-N-Y-C-R-R-100. See also Judicial Ethics Opinion, 711-2007-1076-210-97-103. Available here. Let's see if we can get this. You want to get that? No, finally the code. All right. Finally, the code provides that a judge shall not make any public comment about a pending or impending proceeding in any court within the United States or its territories. That's pretty darn clear. Uh, yeah. that, that shady is what we call a boom, shady group. This, yes, this is a big boom. Laid out very well, sourced very well, and cannot be denied. This cannot be denied. The court's ample bias warrants a mistrial. One, this court has violated the code both directly and by imputation. First, as detailed above, the court's own public comments in the Wheatley newsletter are beyond the pale. The court is indisputably bound by the code, which precludes comment on a pending or impending case. A judge shall not make any public comment about a pending or impending proceeding in any court within the United States or its territories. A judge shall not conduct all of the judge's extrajudicial activities so they do not cast reasonable doubt on the judge's capacity to act impartially as a judge, regardless of the venue and the fact that the links were often posted without comment. This court's repeated publicizing of its own rulings and worse. Previewing forthcoming rulings gives an appearance of impropriety in the convention of the code. This court also violated code by permitting his principal law clerk to make political donations in excess of the permitted amount. This conduct is directly imputed to the court under the code. See Demarest Aft 29. Additionally, the principal law clerk's position as a de facto code judge violates the code. As notice in this unprecedented arrangements exceeds the discretion of the court and creates the appearance if not the fact of co-judging presiding over the trial indeed having the principal law clerk sitting on the bench leads ex in extraordinarily to the conclusion she's acting in accordance with her overtly public and partisan views to essentially implement what the political people who support me want to do the notion that somehow provides impartial input is, based on her own words and conduct, unattainable. This creates an appearance of impropriety, which violates the Code 2322 New York. A quote, a judge shall avoid impropriety and the appearance of impropriety in all judges' activities. Indeed, the court's employees shall avoid impropriety and the appearance of impropriety in all their activities and shall conduct their outside activities in a manner that does not conflict with their employment duties. And this is New York law they're citing, Shady Groove. Over the and over, and law over. Clerk. Yeah, start right there. The principal law clerk's extensive partisan activities during the pendency of the special proceedings and the action violate the code as set forth in detail above. Public postings with prominent Democrat contributions to Democrat causes in excess of the amount permitted under the code and support for inter alia how do you say inter alia the Grand Street Democrats and attendance at the participation in highly partisan political activities both violates the code and raises serious concerns regarding bias and impartiality, especially given her active role co-judging this 
trial. All of this conduct, including supporting political groups vehemently opposed to President Trump, was significantly partisan and thus in violation of the code. Demarest AFF 29, simply put, the court must be faithful to the law and not be swayed by partisan interest. 22, New York Code RR 100B1. In sum, there is simply no room at the bench for such open and obvious indicate of bias. Indeed, left unchecked, the introduction of such demonstrable pro-attorney general and anti-Trump big real estate bias into a case of worldwide interest involving the front runner for the presidency of the United States impugns the integrity of the entire system. Number two, yep, the gag, or- the gag orders and enforcement thereof uh, events further bias. The gag orders and the enforcement thereof reveal the court has christened itself camera stellata, judge, jury, and executioner. Proceedings sua sponte to act against President Trump in a violation of the Constitution, the judiciary law, and the first department rules. This star chamber approach is particularly indefensible when the gag order actually shields the court itself from public criticism for perceived bias, one of the most fundamental rights under the First Amendment. See Landmark Com's case right here. This court, uh, th- this court efforts to silence counsel from objecting and to creating a record of what anyone would observe publicly taking place in the courtroom during a trial, thus plainly arguing excuse me, plainly augmenting the appearance of impropriety. The, the first, oh my gosh, first October 20, 2023 sanction was raised sua sponte by this court upon its own independent ex parte investigation in violation of judiciary law and first department rules. A court is permitted to similarly punish contempt, i.e. in the absence of a motion on notice or order to show cause only, quote, where the offense is committed in the immediate view and presence of the court, end quote. And that's Judiciary Law 755. See also Judiciary Law 751. The continued existence of an online post, inadvertent or otherwise, on President Trump's website is indisputably outside the view and presence of this court. Setting aside the procedural infirmities of punishing President Trump in a contravention of principles of fundamental fairness and due process and the plain language of the judiciary law. This court has made it clear it would like nothing more than to manufacture reasons to sanction the front runner for the 2024 presidential election because he disagrees with them about the existence of bias in these proceedings. Second, on October 26, 2023, sanction was again raised sua sponte after the court learned of a remark President Trump made to the AP during Mr. Cohen's testimony that this court is very partisan with a person who is very partisan sitting alongside him. That remark was also made outside the court's presence, but nonetheless punished summarily in the contravention of judiciary law. Put simply, this court had zero a.k.a. no authority under the judiciary law or any other law to summon President Trump to stand for spontaneous questioning. Worse even, this court summarily deemed President Trump's testimony non-credible. A trial judge cannot serve, quote, in roles of complainant, uh, indicter, prosecutor, and judge, a situation at odds with the notion of the fundamental fairness, people versus Alomar. Yet here, this court has served as one, 
complainant in a sua sponte raising the issue of a statement to the Associated Press. Two, indicter in calling President Trump to stand to give testimony. Three, prosecutor in questioning President Trump on the stand. Four, judge in deeming President Trump not credible and issuing the decisions sanctioning him. Such a conflation of roles is plainly improper under New York law and in in derogation derogation of deeply rooted principles of due process and fundamental fairness. Indeed, quote, it would be very strange if our system of law permitted a judge to act as the grand jury and then try to and then try the very persons accused of his investigations. And that's Merchants 349 U.S. at 137. The court here effectively, quote, assumed the advocacy role traditionally reserved for counsel and ventured from its own role as a neutral arbiter sanctioned above the clamor of counsel or partisan pursuit of procedural or substantive advantage, people versus towns. Worse, even, worse even, it did so to prevent public comment on its principal law clerk and her demonstrated and public partisan activity. Even if President Trump had referred to the president law clerk, which he did not, the veracity and propriety of the conclusion that she is a partisan has only been bolstered since the statement was made. Having made credibility findings of testimony, the court compelled in violation of the rules all while presiding over a bench trial. The court cannot unring the bell of its own uh, demonstrated bias. The entire episode establishes fully the court has ready determined President Trump is incredible based on nothing more than a court's own surmise. To proceed with a bench trial under these circumstances would be the apogee of bias. Third, Shady. On November 3rd, 2023, the court impermissibly extended its gag order to counsel for seeking to preserve for the appellate record their well-funded, well-founded objections. This unconstitutional order interferes with counsel's ability to zealously advocate for their clients and was entered after and arguably because of comments by counsel on the record relative to the principal law clerk's, quote, co-judging and potential bias. In the written order, this court again specifically named defendants, principal attorneys, and accused them of making, quote, repeated inappropriate remarks about his principal law clerk falsely accusing her of bias against them and of improperly influencing the ongoing bench trial, NYSCEF Doc 1631. As the record herein reflects, the record observations of counsel were both accurate and well-founded. Nonetheless, the gag order curtails defendants' rights by precluding their counsel from abiding by their ethical obligations to create a thorough record on appeal. Given the principal law clerk's obvious and demonstrable partisan activities and her de facto role as co-judge, the notion of impeding counsel's ability to embellish or to establish a record and or seek appropriate judge, seek appropriate relief creates an unquestionable appearance of bias and impropriety inconsistent with both the code and the constitutional guarantee of a free trial. Number three, fair trial. Other rules. Three, other fair rulings. As noted above, this court's eventuary and in limine rulings are at trial demonstrate bias. The reason for these rulings appear plain. The court intends to, in, con- in contravention of the first department decisions, consider evidence rather than claims accruing prior 
2014 in order to grant overboard and unauthorized injunctive and monetary relief. The court's rejoinder throughout the trial effectively that it is uniquely uniquely capable of separating the wheat from the chaff neither vitiates or the harm now nor inevitable harm that it will result from an adverse judgment the court's desire to get the whole picture and not blind itself does not justify admitting time barred hearsay or improper ev expert evidence in some this court's bias is exemplified by remarks made by during president trump's own november 6 2023 testimony specifically this sto court stated that it is not here to it is not here to hear what president trump has to say the court expounded as follows well mr kais i think you have said several times we should hear what he did what the witness has to say no i am not here and these people are not here and the attorney general is not here to hear what president trump has to say wow the role of the court, particularly in a bench trial, is to carefully listen and to consider the testimony of all witnesses without bias or predilection. The foregoing statements, especially coupled with the court's prior inappropriate finding, President Trump is not credible, certainly create an appearance of bias. Doesn't it, guys? I mean, it does. It's complete bias. These record facts also lead fairly to the conclusion the court has predetermined the outcome of this proceeding and is merely going through the motions before it ultimately doles out the punishment on a fundamental level the way to dispel the appearance of impro impropriety is not to double down by precluding comment on it or by simply ignoring its manifest existence at this point the taint of these proceedings is both obvious and irreversible worse even the court has abrogated its constitutional responsibility to ensure each defendant, including President Trump, receives a fair and free trial, even from even the appearance of impropriety and impartiality. Therefore, given the demon demonstrable partisan bias president, present on the bench at trial, the only way to maintain public confidence in a truly independent and impartial judiciary and the rule of law is to bring these proceedings to an immediate halt. Conclusion, Shady. The foregoing reasons, defendants respectfully request that this court grant a mistrial and grant any other such and further relief it may think proper. Wow. What a brief. Man, oh man. Boy, did we get some nuggets in there. Holy mackerel. I mean, we knew, we knew, we knew a number of those things, but we didn't know the, the specifics of the way that they are going back and forth. Remember, you know, like the, the, the court reporters, people aren't necessarily telling us all of these different things. They're just showing you the optics of the camera going into the courtroom, filming everybody and running away. And then they don't really tell you what's going on. This is insane. I have never, ever in my life through all of paying attention to court. Does anybody ever remember an episode of Law and Order where the guy up there, the judge up there had an assistant sitting right next to him where he was going back and forth and like getting pieces of paper and mocking each other while the defendant, defendants are trying to uh, put the witness on the stand? This is insane. Insanity. It really is, Shady. It's, uh, it's pretty... Uh reading that out loud i hope uh djt appreciates that thank you dan scavino for listening and everybody else um but i tell you this needs to be read a lot of people there's different ways to learn one people like to read it 
and and people also like to hear it. So that's why we read it for you all. Uh, Lisa Blair, this document is a boom. We've known this is a witch hunt the entire time, but here's the concrete proof. Thank you guys for reading and spotlighting it. Thank you so much, Lisa17 Blair. We appreciate you. That's a $17 rumble rant. But that's what we're here for, guys. We're here to figure it out, and we're here to support Donald J. Trump. Meanwhile, over on Twitter, oh, my God, it's a poop show. J.D. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what, what can you say whenever people, whenever people want to just like run narratives, then things turn, turn right, right to bad quick. Yeah. You know, and you know, uh, I, I wanted, uh, this is a funny meme. This is Dan Scavino guys. Check it out. The most expensive vehicle to operate in 2023, the shopping cart. I was, <laughs> I saved that meme a couple of days ago and I was going to post it pretty cool. Thank you, Dan Scavino. But I wrote this, guys. Dan, many supporters of real Donald Trump are under attack by General Flynn, Joseph Flynn, and Mike Flynn Jr. I am sure you see it, but attacking MAGA's biggest supporters is not a good look. Now, if you're on Twitter X, I'd really like your support. I should have added Roger Stone in there, but this, I want you guys to help me retweet, guys. Because there were spies in Trump's cabinet, and we, see, we think that maybe General Flynn could be one of them, according to war by other means if there was no general flynn in the cabinet there'd be no fisas on his cabinet uh and we know that the fbi and the uh, obama administration uh, helped with the transition of power by helping you put people in your cabinet and we are not happy with the uh, way that the general flynn fans are acting towards us where he has nothing to do with donald j trump and the election we are here to get Donald J. Trump elected. If you're not doing that, and you're trolling people over some crap that's crap, we've figured out that, I, I figured out that I don't care for that person in Trump's cabinet. And I'm okay, I'm a, I'm a registered voter, a Republican, all my life. And I support Donald J. Trump. Nobody else, Shady. That's what this show is going to do, and that's what we intend to do. And uh, obviously, we did support them. Obviously, we did think that they were here to fight for us. Obviously, we did think that they were acknowledging of the work that had been done, the work that all of you have done. You know, the work that is the work that gets done isn't necessarily a show that gets produced. The work that gets done is the digging that comes along with it. The the, the information that is aggregated. This show has generated more aggregated information in the last five years than about every other show out there combined. Simply because we've been focusing on this and really this recent thing of understanding the differentiation here of the fight that is going on on social media these people are not fighting for donald trump they're fighting for their guy they're fighting over and over for their guy they don't mention donald trump you don't see them talk about it at all all they do is attack us for sitting here and telling you things that are uncomfortable about the general flynn uh fiasco and all of the other people that are associated with it so that's fine they're allowed to continue to do that i encourage them to continue to do that because what you're really doing is you're showing the people around us what it is that we've been dealing with for the last five years and all of the times that you pretended like oh you were just kidding or we were just uh you know we just didn't understand this we we're, we're all good now oh here jeff come on back over Come on back over into the uh, we the media thing so that we could keep an eye on you. Then we can run a narrative that you were the one that was going in there to infiltrate it. It's just really interesting how everything gets turned around in these Johnny come lately hindsight is 2020 people. Yeah. 
Uh, Starsky says a lot of Flynn influencers don't even mention Donald Trump. They just lead you off on uh, pointless tangents. You know, that's interesting. You know, I, I just don't care about that person anymore. He has no bearing on my life. He has no bearing on President Donald J. Trump. And so Mike Flynn Jr., the general's son, he knows what he's doing, guys. General Flynn knows what he's doing. Is attacking Trump supporters. And, and somebody said, I donated to the Flynn F Foundation. He said, F you. Yep. That's who these people the are. Bubble. Joe Flynn is, is, is supporting Robert Kennedy Jr. Openly. And said, screw you, MAGA. You're a MAGA cult. Oh. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's saying he's going to still continue to fight for the 2020. Why he supports RFK Jr. for 2024, Jeff. Don't you, don't, don't you get it? Doesn't that make perfect sense? You're going to continue to use the money that you were given because you guys were supposedly fighting for 2020, which, by the way, where is that fight? Can somebody please give me a link to where that fight is? I've still yet to see it three years later. Can't find that fight anywhere. Only thing I can find is a portal to give them money. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, this is the video that I attached to it. Check it. So attacking Trump supporters seems like Trump is the only way, guys. And that's what the video finishes as right there. Trump is the only way. But attacking Trump supporters seems like this is an operation to stop Trump. Does it or does it not? What do you guys think? Good question, Jeff. Great question. So press 17 if you think attacking Trump supporters on Twitter is a way to stop Trump. Press 17. Let's see what you guys think. All right. And uh, why don't you put that up there, uh, Yeti, real quick. I wanted to talk to you guys about a good news story that we had just yesterday that came out. And I, I can't believe that it took this long for this to actually come out. But I wanted to share this with you guys here today, kind of on the heels of, of the case that we just read. Because uh, November 14th, uh, Attorney General Byrd leads 18 state coalition uh, – 18-state coalition opposing the unconstitutional gag order against President Trump. Thank you very much to the uh, to uh, Attorney General Byrd and the 18 others who stood up to this. This should have come out months ago, at least a month and a half ago when all this started, but they've kind of been sitting on the fence. But Attorney General Brenna Byrd and West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrisley led an 18-state coalition today calling on the courts to reverse the unconstitutional gag order against President Trump. The gag order wrongfully stops President Trump from speaking freely ahead of the approaching presidential election and denies Americans their right to hear what all the candidates have to say. District court overstepping by the district court overstepping by issuing an unclear and broad gag order that prohibits President Trump and his lawyers from criticizing the court, prosecutors, or even his primary opponents leading into the election. States like Iowa are home to upcoming caucuses and elections and have a vested interest in ensuring all political candidates can speak freely with voters. 
Support for the First Amendment and reversal of the gag order against President Trump ranges from civil rights organizations like the ACLU to everyday citizens who value free speech. If the gag order is upheld, it sets a precedent that courts can silence their critics and undermine the First Amendment rights of all Americans. All Americans have the right to free speech, including presidential candidates like Donald Trump, said Attorney General Byrd. That right is secured for every American, even if you're the the, the, uh, orange man bad in the Constitution. Regardless of whether we agree with each other, unconstitutionally restricting a political candidate's free speech while they run for office is a dangerous precedent and a disservice to the American voters. As Attorney General, I will do my job to uphold the law and protect America's right to hear from all the political candidates before heading to the ballot box. Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd and West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrisley led the coalition of 18 states making the case that the gag order is unclear, infringes on President Trump's free speech rights, and denies American voters the opportunity to hear all candidates speak freely ahead of an approaching presidential election. The coalition argues the court should reverse this gag order imposed on President Trump. Iowa and West Virginia led the amicus brief joined by 16 other states. Good news. Wow. That is huge news. And we're getting, yep. you know, more news out of uh, 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 Michigan. We're getting about the vote. We're getting more news yep. out of uh, Georgia. Georgia. Uh, Mickey, yep. hey, fam, been lurking uh, while the boss is lurking around me. Keck got a nip out early. No price tag on your vital work. Much love. Thank you so much, Mickey B. $10 rumble rent. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, th- this is, we're not going to be stopped, guys. Nobody can stop me from, pr- from you know, uh, supporting Donald J. Trump, nor will I act as such a way to any other Trump supporter. So think for yourself, guys, figure it out. Is this, is this good? You know, the, is it good to attack fellow Trump supporters? I mean, I'm just gonna just leave it there. Shady Grove. All right. I think that, uh, I think that our audience already knows the answer to that question. I think they do too. Uh, and Shady Groove, another one. Uh, oh, wait, no, we got a couple more minutes. Oh, wow, we got a couple more a couple minutes. Oh, I want to play. Let's just play. Somebody made their first the, meme. Uh, Jay the Walker. Meme. Yeah, we'll get the meme in here. Yep. So Jay Walker, uh, Jay Robert, at, at J underscore Walker 716. Generally, this is the meme right here. It's his first one. General Flynn's statement on generally the greatest, most well-informed populist movement ever attempted in world history. Uh here it is. Let's check it out. Wow. Who's that? Is that what? Spent, spun out of your digital soldiers. Yeah, I, don't you know, know. I think it's a disinformation campaign. I think it's a disinformation campaign that the CIA created. That's what I believe. Now, I, you know, I don't know that for a fact, but that's what I think it is. I think it's a, I think it's a disinformation campaign. It's actually a very interesting article today. Now, it was sent to me. Q drops and then we understood what Q stood for. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that, that 
I do feel like I'm trying to do here for myself in terms of my faith. I believe the only issue that's before this country right now, its primary importance is to investigate the communist effort to steal our presidency. You're back. The gentle lady's time is expired and is. The gentleman's time is expired, and you're back. The time is expired, oh my God. and <laughs> I love it. Woo! That's a good first meme. Wow, that's a really good first meme. <laughs> oh my God! And yes, that was uh, Lynn Wood uh, talking to General Flynn, I believe, uh, and uh, you know Flynn saying that it's garbage essentially, and uh, it's a CIA operation. And and you know it was funny how you know they separated us. It's Lynn Wood or Flynn, and some people chose Lynn Wood, some people chose Flynn, uh, until we started digging. Uh, and, you know, I was actually very impressed with Lynn Wood when I first saw him speak. He uh, gave credence to Q. They couldn't have that, could they, Shady? That's why they disinvited him to any and all other reawakened tours, in my opinion. Absolutely. And, and is, it, is it weird or is it unusual that the media, the mainstream media and the CNN and all these other people tell us about this QAnon doesn't really exist. It's not really anything. You shouldn't pay attention to it. There's just a bunch of jerks in their basement. Interesting perspective. Yeah. Well, we yeah. have uh, General Flynn telling us that Q is the CIA. Q is a CIA, deep state CIA operation. Nobody else would have been able to do that. Interesting. In the court filings, where the Flynn's are talking about their case against CNN, they claim that QAnons were terrorists who stormed the Capitol. Man, I really can't tell what a QAnon is by listening to these people. Yeah, wow. And we saw Proud Boys and Oath Keepers along with the people that are saying that QAnon stormed the Capitol. Makes you go, hmm. Word. Word to your mothers. All right, guys, that's another... <laughs> Show. We love you all. We will see you here tomorrow on Friday. Yeah. Friday. Good show, Sheila. Let's do it. Thank God you. bless you. God bless President Donald J. Trump. And let's keep spreading the truth. Thank you for your support. We are out. You'll be back. We have lives. Reality is not at all what we perceive it to be. We cannot survive any longer by hanging on to the falsehoods of the past. Reality must be discerned at all costs if we are to be a part of the future. Truth must prevail in all instances, no matter who it hurts or helps, if we are to continue to live upon this earth. At this point, what we want may no longer matter. It is what we must do to ensure our survival that counts. The old way is in the certain process of destruction and a new world order is beating down the door. If we do not act in concert with each other and ensure that the future becomes what we need it to be, then we will surely deserve whatever fate awaits us. Human beings are machines, levers which may be grasped and turned, 
there is little real difference between automating a society and automating a shoe factory. Those who will not use their brains are no better off than those who have no brains. You can no longer begin innocence. Your denial of the conspiracy will fall on deaf ears. You must accept that you have been cattle and the ultimate consequence of being cattle, which is slavery. History is replete with whispers of secret societies. Accounts of elders or priests who guarded the forbidden knowledge of ancient people. Prominent men meeting in secret who directed the course of civilization are recorded in the writings of all people. The situation in which we find ourselves is due to our own actions or inactions over the last 44 years. Because it is our own fault, we are the only ones who can change future events. Education seems to me to be a major part of the solution. The remaining part is the abolition of secrecy. Through ignorance or misplaced trust, we as a people have abdicated our role as the watchdog of our government. If we had done our jobs as citizens, we would never have reached this point. Most of us are completely ignorant as to even the most basic functions of our government. We have truly become a nation of sheep. And sheep are always eventually led to slaughter. The New World Order will be a totalitarian socialist system. We will be slaves shackled to a cashless system of economic control. So Mr. Cooper, are there larger numbers of people all the time who are receptive to your message and who are thinking a little bit more deeply and critically about these fundamental issues of government and politics that perhaps they did not give as much thought to in the past. Oh yes. Uh, in fact, I never dreamed that, that I would make such uh, an impact. Um, when I first began what I'm doing now, which was many years ago, uh, I was lucky if I could travel a thousand miles and collect three people in somebody's living room. www.mg.show. Boom.